Welcome to New Zealand Vegan Podcast, episode 16. I'm your host, Knuckles. Uh, first of all, today I wanted to say I put another link. I got a, another email from, from somebody out there who has a website. It's photography. It's, it's somebody who supports vegan abolition, obviously. Otherwise, I wouldn't probably put their link. It's called earthlightandcolor.com. And I'm going to reply and say thank you for putting these beautiful photos off and for what you do which is promoting a vegan abolition through the beauty of these nature photographs and he has a link to my site and he has a link to um oh he has a link to earthlings and he has a link to um peaceful prairie which is i love peaceful prairie peaceful prairie is an animal sanctuary in Colorado, for those of you who don't know, the reason I love them so much is not only are they literally saving physical lives and providing homes and sanctuary for living animals and allowing them to live out the rest of their days in peace, which is just incredible. Not only that, they really, really promote veganism, abolitionist veganism, in a very, very active way. And um, there's a lot of other sanctuaries uh, around, but I don't know any others that promote veganism the way they do. They have ads that have shown up in the LA Times, and um, I just think that's so valuable. And I'm building up the courage to get in touch with the big animal sanctuary here in New Zealand and try to broach that with them. Say, um, you know, you're a great resource and you're you're actively saving animals' lives, and you know, I wish that you would promote veganism. Because um, that is the way that we stop using animals. <laughs> um, so I think it's the best thing to promote. Uh, so yes, thank you for for that. Another link on, on another link there. There are so many great resources. I'm discovering more and more. And um, I mean, I could just spend hours talking about what these amazing people are writing on their blogs. Um, I was just reading something on Nathan Schneider's blog which is called Vegan Abolitionist, and he's got such insight and incredible articles on Veggie Pride Parades, and um, I just recommend reading it. So, I, I mean, there's so many people doing so many things about abolitionist veganism that it's it's really great. I really do. I really do think that there is something beginning. Something is really beginning, and one of the things I've been saying to a couple of people lately, and one of the things I already, I mean, I already came to terms with it, Otherwise, I mean, there's a lot of things you have to come to terms with if you want to live in this world without going insane as a, as a vegan. And one of the things we have to come to terms with, those of us who are trying to actually do a little bit more, start a grassroots movement, a paradigm shift, because um, that is really what is going to really change people. Now, there's six billion of us, and, um, you know, we have to allow for... Um, you know, we have to allow for really the people who we aren't going to have anything to do with. I mean, there are people who, well, there's, I mean, there's the psychopathics community, for example. Say 0.2% of the world is, is, is a psych, has a brain chemistry of a psychopath. Well, that's still 20 million people. I mean, um, I'm just making a broad statement, but I'm saying, you know, there's 6 billion of us. So 
to get a paradigm shift going, we need a certain percentage. And I don't know what that percentage is, but it's definitely more than 1%, as I've said before. And I'd also like to say, um, you know, we're just at the beginning. All of these last 200 years of animal welfare um, has done very little. And um, I would just like to say that I remember I was having a little discussion with... um, it was, I think it was Jordan. He said, there's more vegans in the world right now than there was. Talk to anybody who went vegan 20 years ago with the resources that were available to them. So yes, the population of vegans is growing. And that is because of grassroots activism. And, I, and you know, maybe um, it has, you know, these big, 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 huge organizations, um, the small part of them that promotes veganism, some people are going to latch onto that. You know, the people who are latching onto that, um, are um, you know people who are inclined to um, to go there, but I do think that we're lo- losing a whole lot more people to um, this so-called humane humane meat. But yeah, I mean, it definitely promoting veganism helps. I mean, even the tiny bit of huge animal groups that actually are saying you know veganism is the way to go, and um, you know, and even just promoting the resources. I mean, even if they're not even promoting veganism, they've they're putting it on some links. So even despite all the other things that they're doing, which are detrimental, even you know, despite that, the small promotion of veganism that does happen has has changed paradigm shift. So imagine what's going to happen when we get a really big amount of people promoting veganism. Um, you know, it's going to be exponential. So, but I would like to say that those of us who are promoting abolitionist veganism approach we're at the beginning of 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 a cause and um something really has started with this whole i think it was probably um ever since the internet began and you know the control could be taken more into the hands of of individual people and people could start putting their own opinions out there and getting more access to just what big organizations are controlling and there's more and more people waking up to this idea all over the world in all communities in all languages and there's tons of abolitionist websites i mean i haven't really done a search for them um i just started this um podcast because i needed to get it out of myself so that i could you know uh, continue to stay you know sane and functioning and in this world and um you know be a positive influence rather than a negative influence so it's it's self-therapy and um and it's also um hoping that people will listen and um and have their minds opened up to this idea and those who reject it well i mean they're going to reject it i mean the fact that people are going to reject the idea doesn't mean that you should never offer the idea in the first place there's no reason to not do it and you know the fact that you're going to have to deal with um negativity as well and actual hostility because that's part of it as well um so the the point of doing this was to stay sane and hopefully that if people listen that they would you know and also to get support as well i mean i was kind of, i you know i am kind of reaching out to the abolitionist community because um i find that we are in the minority of i think a lot of the reason why i mean a lot of the reason why why people uh don't embrace veganism right from the get go um even though once you get them to acknowledge that you know it's wrong to um, cause all this suffering if you I mean I could do an I could do an episode every single week I could spend an hour or three talking about different examples of the the compassionate side of people being shown up with the moral schizophrenia um, 
which is a phrase that I've coined from abolitionist approach, but I mean that's exactly the way that, way to describe it. I mean I have no shame in coining phrases from other people, absolutely not, especially if they're extremely valid. So even just today I was listening to the news and there's a guy in America who's being held on counts of cruelty for something like 122 racehorses um, that were starved and abused and um, you know and that was the case it was unnecessary cruelty to animals and I'm sure there are going to be people who are outraged about this and it's just so ironic I mean I'm, I'm not sure even sure if that's the right word but unnecessary cruelty you know to racehorses but enslaving them and making them run races for you and doing all the other things that you can do to control them and make them your property is not unnecessary cruelty to these people because, and I think one of the reasons why people don't, I think another one of the reasons why people don't embrace veganism um, more quickly, even once they see the logic of it, like they say, I really, wow, you know, that really makes sense, but is because 99% of the world is engaging in this exploitation. I mean, we're only 1% if that. I mean, I would love it if somebody came to me and said we're 2%, but I really don't think we are. So you look around you, and the entire world is doing it. So that's why it's, it's, it is a paradigm, it is a paradigm shift in thinking. It's thinking. But if you're the only one and everybody around you is doing, you know, people, they're like sheep. They, well, when I say that, I mean like they look at you and then you're sort of alone and then they look at every single other person around you who's doing what they do. And you have to convince them to step out of that, that it's actually quite easy to step out of that majority and to do this to do this to adopt, to be a vegan um, which is what we're trying to get people to open their minds up to um, and I also do think that a lot of people who uh, get involved uh, when they either become vegan or they see something or they hear something that makes them wake up uh, or they, they see something shocking like like the film Earthlings and then they look around at all the resources and they say what can I do what can I do I want to help. I mean, some people just, um, they, well, there's all different ways of reacting to the problem. But I'll just talk about people who do, who, who, who become vegan and then say, I want to do more than that. What can I do to actually help these animals? And they look around and 99% of people who are involved in animal activism are telling them, you know, just write us a check, give us your money, and we'll do it for you. And so we are, anybody who's promoting abolition, I am, is, we're, we're also in the minority of thinking as well. At present, I would really, really strongly believe that. So I think, you know, a lot of people do get influenced um, by what they think, uh, you know, people mistakenly think that, well, if everybody's doing it, it must be the right thing to do. And, you know, as we all know, that's definitely wrong. <laughs> um, I mean, um, it definitely does not mean it's the right thing to do. It doesn't mean it's the wrong thing to do, but it certainly doesn't mean, just because some, a lot, you know, a lot of people are doing something, all that means is a lot of people are doing that thing. It doesn't mean that it's right or wrong to do it. Um, they're just all doing it. But people do mistakenly think that um, it must be the right thing to do if, if the majority of people are doing it. So the majority of people look around and say, well, everybody else I've talked to and every other really powerful resource is telling me I should do this. I should join this group and I should go out and and promote welfare regulation and um, and so yeah a lot of people do get uh, swayed by that but then there are other people um, there's more and more people embracing this approach and I'm one of them and I was lucky enough to have it happen to me quite early on in my waking up to the problem 
and um, you know removing yourself from the problem is one of the is one of the strongest things that you can do. But I do take full responsibility, and I've said that before, because um, I really, really mean when I when I say I take full responsibility, is because we do live in a world where number one we are maybe one percent of of the entire population of people, so we have to tolerate. Um, this unbelievable uh, level of of evidence of the abuses that we're trying to stop on a daily basis every second of every day so you do have to develop um, a way of dealing with that a way of coping with that one of the ways I one of the ways I cope with it personally is I do this podcast a lot of people a lot of other people cope by talking to other um, you know people who feel the same way and that's another thing that I'm doing now is I'm networking with people who feel the same way and some of these people have been doing it for a lot longer than me and they have really good advice and um, I think constructive criticism is very very helpful and we're all um, different individuals and we're all going to have our own way of doing things and um, you know there might be people who um, don't agree with what I say or the way that I say things uh, but you know that's just inevitable and um, I can only be true to myself and everything I say comes from the heart and therefore that is why I can talk for you know an hour a week uh, for 15 weeks or whatever it's been and still not run out of things to say I mean I could do yeah like I say I could do a podcast Every single week of my podcast could be about another example of the moral schizophrenia of society towards animals, like this racehorse story. I mean, they're just everywhere. But you know, I I mean, there's just they're just everywhere, uh, every single second of every single day. But what I what I would try to do is engage uh, the general public in discussion about those things, and then try to use those things to um, talk to them about about veganism. What you know, what if you if you care, why do you care? Like like. Um, Gary Francis said in the interview, um, you know, why why do you care? Why does it bother you uh, if if these uh, sheep are on a boat for two weeks? Um, why why does that bother you? There's a reason why that bothers you. And um, but what I, another thing? Uh, one of the things I was thinking about this week was, um, you know, because um, for the last two hundred years we've really had nobody promoting this. Well, they're not that I know of. I mean, I could be wrong, but they certainly haven't had much of a voice. If that's the case. Um, I do feel like there's something beginning now. There is a lot more people promoting abolition actively, uh, abolitionist veganism, outspokenly, incredible people with websites and resources and energy, and um, but we are in the m- minority. Um, of of I mean, not only are we in the minority of the plant of the world population, we're in the minority of the animal you know, activism population, I think. Um, so I, I came to terms with this a long time ago. We're at the very, and I was talking to somebody about this, I think the other day, or I emailed somebody. We're the people who are, we're never really going to get to see much um, results. I mean, we're the ones at the beginning who don't get to see the, the paradigm shift uh, happen in any major way. Um, it doesn't mean that it's fruitless and it doesn't mean that we should stop doing it. I'm certainly not going to stop talking about it and doing it because even if I was the only one and I had nobody email me and Gary Francione didn't contact me, well I contacted him and he actually answered my email and said yes I'll come on your show and even if um, I haven't had support from people, which I have and it's an absolute bonus, 
I would like to believe, um, and I don't, I don't know because that hasn't happened. I've gotten all the support, so yay. But um, I would like to believe that I would continue to do it until the day I die anyway because it is what I strongly, strongly, strongly believe in and you have to be true to yourself and, you know, you have to do it. And um, you can't be taking points and putting little scores up like, oh, abolitionists won, welfareists, you know, two or abolitionists two, welfareists one. I mean, I just do it because... For me, it's the only thing that's going to help. I believe that. And um, therefore, that's what I'm going to do. And I'm going to do it um, as in every way possible to, to, with, with my power, no matter what. I mean, I can't, I can't hold myself to any expectations. I just have to do it on a daily basis. If you have expectations in life, um, it's a really hard one to grasp. Um, but um, Anthony Jamello, he's a, he's a philosopher who wrote, wrote a lot of stuff. Um, he says, you know, drop your expectations. Um, just every day, just just be, just do it. So I I try not to get discouraged, and I I try not to have expectations. Um, I hope that you understand what I'm trying to say when I say that. When I say that, I mean, if you have expectations, then that you're leaving yourself to a chance to, to lose hope or to, to things won't happen maybe as quickly as you want and you may stop doing it. You may stop believing in it. And um, the point is just to keep doing it. And um, if you believe in it, then, you know, that's the most important thing. And I just try to remember that we are making a difference and more and more people are waking up to this and I know for a fact they are because I've heard from people and I've heard stories of people so it definitely does work but no matter what you're doing in your own life uh, if you are trying to um, to make a difference um, I think it's very very important to just realize that um, you're doing it because it's the right thing to do and you have to just do it for that reason. It's the right thing to do, so you just have to keep doing it. A very wise man told me that, and it, it actually comforted me, um, because there are times where I, I, I do feel like it's it's just, you know, it's so unfair, and it's so unjust. I did actually get an email from somebody who um, wishes, you know, the entire human race was obliterated from the earth. Well, it's it's not the reality. We have to stay in reality. And the reality of the situation is that everybody's capable of seeing this point of view because all you have to do is open the newspaper or listen to the news on a daily basis or go on the internet and do a search and you will see story after story after story after story of people showing love, compassion, uh, for animals, for non-human animals, showing outrage at what they call bad treatment or injustice to non-human animals. You will see people dedicating their lives to saving the lives of, 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 of animals, um, for example, uh, tigers or these other kinds of animals. So, you know, there are people who don't care and who don't want to open their mind, but I think they're in the minority. Um, it's just the problem that, uh, you know, we have to shift this paradigm. So if you get discouraged and you want to see immediate results, um, you need to face the fact that, you know, this is going to take a long, long time, but we're at the beginning of something very, very important. I believe we're at the beginning. I believe that the last 200 years haven't really done hardly anything at all. 
and that this movement of abolition activism, this movement of the, this kind of activism, of, of spreading this kind of word, of trying to open up people to the, to the minds only of, of veganism as the only way to help animals on this planet. Um, and um, yeah, it's a paradigm shift and you know, we have to change 99% of the population and we also have to deal with, well, I mean, it's not 99% of the population because there is a certain percent of the population who doesn't care or who are maybe psychopathic in their treatment of animals or, or whatever, you know, whatever the story is. But, you know, we can't worry about those people. I mean, they are in the minority. I mean, if you just, just look at the way there's so many, there's just so many people who care so much about animals. They're just confused. They're totally confused. And I was confused and I'm not confused anymore. So, um, you got to fight the good fight. Um, don't give up. I know that, um, I never will, and I will, um, I just do it on a daily basis, and when I do get down, or when I do feel despair, I um, bring myself back out of it, because I, I don't have time for that, uh, I really, really don't, uh, there's no time for that, not, not if I want to do what I think is right, and what I think is right is opening people's minds to this concept, the best way that I can, I mean, I can only do things the way that I can, I can only use the resources that I have you know, everybody has their their own way of doing this, and even just a little bit helps, and no matter what it is that you're doing, first of all, by being a vegan, you're already doing it, um, and um, so whether you have a, a website or, or videos, or whether you have an amazing vegan uh, cooking site, which is a fantastic resource, because it really, really, really helps people to actually fall in love with the food, um, with the vegan food, and, um, you know, anybody who goes vegan for moral reasons is, um, you know, deserves that, deserves to know how incredible the food is, and how many other products there are, and all these wonderful products, there's makeups, and in fact, I think I'm going to put a link to the, um, a, a vegan makeup that I, that I buy, um, it's from Australia, it's called Inica, and they're a vegan, uh, makeup company, and they're, promotion is veganism I mean, veganism is on their website they say they're vegan um vegan brushes you know uh, i just love it and um and that that's so that we're at the beginning of something but we're like i said to somebody in an email we're the sad saps at the beginning who don't really get to see the real results but it doesn't mean that we we have to begin it because if we don't begin it nobody's going to begin it um any movement anything like that started with very very small people at the beginning who just did what they thought was right and they just did it because they that was the reason why they did it so just to finish up my what I'm trying to say today without rambling on and on and on and on and on is basically what I'm trying to say um, with regard to this podcast with regard to what I'm trying to do is I don't try to uh, take a daily tally of of my achievements or you know look around and say well and nothing's changed uh, today um, and I'm just doing it the best way that I can and um, I aim to do more there's more that I do want to do and but I just try to do it because I believe in it and I try not to um, when I say when I say don't have expectations it doesn't mean don't have hope what that means is uh, if you talk to somebody about veganism or you show them or you explain to them these things that are, are very very logical things and they don't go vegan right away don't get discouraged don't get discouraged it takes all different people all different amounts of time but you can't change your message and what are you going to do about it I mean all you can do is keep 
keep going because you can't uh, turning around and being negative to them is definitely not going to change them and um, turning around and being negative to yourself and withdrawing or um, developing an attitude where you just think that everybody deserves to die well it's impractical for one thing because um, that's not going to happen and it's I, I don't think that way I mean to be honest I know that the the planet uh, the physical planet the animals and the trees and would probably be much better off if we didn't exist but the reality is we do exist and you have to live in reality so you know the time for dreaming is is okay I mean you can dream I have so many things I dream about in fact I've been just really trying to get to some of these things because you know unfortunately for us sad saps at the beginning of this we're we're gonna get to see the beginning only and um, we still live in a world of horrific abuse and uh, we still have to put up with, on a daily basis, every single corner, somebody wearing animal products, every supermarket that we go to. Even when I buy my vegan products, I am paying, I'm giving money to a supermarket that promotes, that in, exploits animals. So that's why I say I take full responsibility and I don't get on my high horse. I don't get on my high horse. The only ones who are completely clean morally are the animals they're the only ones you know none of us are and so anybody who tries to act all superior or who tries to think that they're so special and they're so you know you're not you're part of it too so try to do something about it especially if it means something to you um, because I want a world where when I go to the supermarket it's all vegan and I'm only giving my money 100% to vegan companies I love I love buying vegan products from companies that are 100% vegan, and um, but there's not a lot of them. Um, in Auckland, we have um, the vegan shop, and I go there as much as possible. And we have Angel Food, um, which I've mentioned on my site, and um, those are the things I I know when I give when I give Angel Food my money, I know it's going 100% to a vegan organization that is only using vegan products. And um, anytime you give your money to a, a, a purely vegan organization that, that does that, you can do that. But there's very few of them around. So when I go to buy my vegetables from the uh, fruit and veggie store, they sell eggs too. And so I'm giving my money to them. Um, but I'm only buying the vegan products in that store. So it's, you know, you can't, but that's why I say when I say I, I the reason I want to change things is because I'm part, I'm just as much of a part of a problem, you know, until we can really get there to be pure 100% vegan supermarkets, or, you know, um, or pure 100% vegan um, clothing stores that are affordable. I mean, a lot of the times, because there's so little demand, I mean, I can speak for somebody who really is struggling financially, who finds a lot of the products unbelievably expensive but I, I do my, you know I buy them but it's definitely they're expensive because there's low demand so we have to increase the demand it'll it'll make them much more affordable for for everybody I'm, I'm not talking about food food is cheap vegan food is cheap um, you know lentils and rice and vegetables and fruit no 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 I'm mostly talking about um, maybe luxury items so you know I do without I do without um, a lot of uh, a lot of luxury items in any way I think we have too many luxury items anyway I mean pollution is insane so um, when I clean my house, I try to just use, you know, vinegar and baking soda and things like that. But, for example, I need to wash my hair and I need to brush my teeth. Um, so I go to the vegan store and I buy 
vegan toothpaste and vegan shampoo. And um, I feel, you know, very good about that. But, um, you know, even when I buy chocolate, uh, I have not actually found a vegan chocolate company that I can go to the supermarket and buy. I'm sure there are plenty online um, in different parts of the world. But what I'm saying is that's one of the reasons why I take full responsibility. Um, if all I do is open one person's mind in my life to change the way they think, I'm still going to keep doing it. I can't give up. I can't have little scorecards on it saying, okay, well, I have to reach this quota, you know, or I'm going to give it all up or, you know, I mean, sure, you have to change your tactics when things don't work and I'm learning all the time. One of the things I wanted to say was, um, you know, the last time I talked about the, the movie Earthlings, um, the person didn't go vegan um, and that was because we'd never really talked about it and I think what I'm going to do now on, if somebody does want to watch that film and I wish that they had a disclaimer on the front of that film that said if you care about what you see in this film you go vegan and then at the end of the film if anything you saw in that film bothers you go vegan and then have resources to do with the film about going vegan I think that that would be very useful and I got an email from somebody who um, is a vegan who says I haven't watched the film yet and I'm, I'm building up my courage and I don't think I said no you don't you know don't don't watch the film I mean you, you you're I think vegans are off the hook when it comes to watching that film you're off the hook. I don't. I wouldn't tell anybody who's vegan to force themselves to watch that film. You have enough to put up with walking around the supermarket and going to dinner at your friends' houses, unless you only have vegan friends in your in your in your life, which is comforting, but also means that you're not um, having any contact with people that uh, you may be able to influence as well. So you have to take that into consideration and get out of your comfort zone um, sometimes. I think. Uh, but I said to the person, you don't need to see it, but. You know, try to make other people see it, though, under the sort of umbrella of veganism. I've decided that what I'm going to say to people is, if you can't watch this film, then you should go vegan immediately. Because if you can't even watch it on a video screen, then you shouldn't keep doing it. Um, so anybody who's like, I can't watch the film, I'm like, well then, if that's the way you feel, why can't you watch the film? Because it upsets you? Well, why does it upset you? Well, you should go vegan. Um, I'm going to try to take, I'm, I mean, I'm constantly changing my tactics, and I'm constantly learning from my mistakes, and I've only just started doing this, so I've got a long, 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 long way to go. Um, promotion of vegan abolition is the best thing that is going on and the best form of activism that there is and um, so I have complete confidence in, in what I'm doing it's just the methods that I'm using to do it I'm still working on um, and I know that there are, I learn from a lot of people um, I read what a lot of other people write and I would love to sit here and talk about the articles that I've seen on um, these these other blogs but um, no I mean they've already written about it so uh, go go and read what, what they have to write and it's amazing and you may like their tactics or their approach better I mean explore what what works for you but it's really the same message um, the same underlying message and we do have a common goal we do have a goal we just have to be we're in the reality of a world where 90 however many percent of people are using animal products and therefore billions and billions of animals are being slaughtered on a yearly basis and that's the world that we live in that's the reality that we live in and um it's not going to change overnight, so um, you just have to be strong and do what you can do uh, until the day you die, and um, and just do it, do it for that reason. Um, you can't look for any huge immediate results. I mean, that would be fantastic. I'm not saying it couldn't happen, uh, but um, you also have to um, realize that we are at the very, very beginning. I think this is the very, very beginning of something really amazing, and. 
you know, nobody's going to remember the beginning, but that doesn't matter. I don't want to go down in history. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a little scared of, of getting attention. I mean, I knew I'm trying to promote something, but you know, you get negative attention. Um, I had some, somebody, uh, writing comments on my blog today. They were just sort of insults. Um, you know, to who, I don't know if that person's listening or I don't understand why they would, but, um, I'm, I'm, well, I'm open to criticism, uh, constructive criticism if you have a real objection but if you're just going to be sort of randomly insulting or say just stupid things um, I'm not going to allow your comments on my blog because they're just a waste of time uh, so I've decided to moderate my my comments because whenever anybody writes a comment I'm going to read it first just because this person was playing a little game and, and I was like man every time I had to sign in and I had to delete the comment and I was like no no no, no I'm not going to get caught into that um, there you are going to have to deal with people like that and you know they just astonish me but um, you just got to let them do what they're going to do but I definitely I don't like having just random insults um, on the blog and um, anything that's just a waste of, you know, if you're just calling me names or saying, you know, if you have really nothing to say, then you're not allowed to say nothing. Uh, so yeah, anybody who leaves a comment from now on, it's going to, um, I'm afraid that it's not going to be posted right away. But you know, these are the kinds of things that, you know, when you get more if you start to go out there in, in the virtual world, you get a lot of crazies um, out there. Um, I think that's probably why abolitionist approach just has comments off. <laughs> no comments. Um, I'm not going to turn my comments off though. I'm just not going to, I'm just going to moderate rate them so that these people will hopefully get bored and, and go and try to find something else to do. Um, I try to look at um, when you get a lot of hate or sort of at real hostility, sometimes that's an indication that you're having an effect and that you're getting through to somebody and um, they're just resisting, um, you know, and that's, that's a very strong sign of resistance. Um, one of the things at the beginning of the film Earthling, there was the three, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to go on the website and read it. Hold on. Okay, got it. I think this is very telling, very profound. Uh, the three stages of truth. One, ridicule. Two, violent opposition. And three, acceptance. So I think that that's very true. I've done it myself when I've been confronted with a truth that I didn't like. You ridicule it or you violently oppose it until you eventually accept it. Um, so, yeah, anybody who, who's violently uh, opposing you is only one step away from acceptance. Uh, so you just have to let them get through that little, that little problem. Well, I think I'm going to stop there today and try to be a little more coherent um, next time. And I hope that um, I made a point today because it has been something I've been trying to articulate lately, especially since I've been finding so many people and, and you know, I'm a little nervous about... Um, I, I do want people to to listen. Um, most of the, mostly, I'm surprised that anybody found the website. To be absolutely honest, um, the first person who found it was Jordan Wyatt. So, um, you know, he he was uh, the first person who got in touch with me. And uh, when he emailed me, I was just blown away. I was like, holy moly! And um, and now uh, there's just so many other people out there who have these amazing things, and I do try to support them. And I only support people who do, uh, in terms of my in vocally s or, or saying anything or, you know, putting links and stuff, is people who do vo who, who support um, abolition, abolitionist vegan education. And there's a lot of resources out there and a lot of amazing people. 
and so we're at the beginning I think and we just have to realize that and thank you for all of you for doing it and for being so strong and so committed and having such a wealth of energy uh, I haven't seen anybody get tired and peter out so far and I, I mean I'm more giving myself a pep talk here I think um, sometimes here I'm you know I'm just sometimes I'm just articulating thoughts to help me formate them um, I'm really trying to learn how to be effective it is very important to me to be effective and I'm trying constantly trying to work on that uh, so yeah I do appreciate um, all the advice and, and um, constructive criticism and um, I noticed that I did have one person who came on the blog and, and, and did debate me um, about um, obesity and so of course I'm going to leave that comment there and I'm going to engage that person and turns out that I was actually wrong um, uh, but uh, yeah it was a learning experience but the fact of the matter is is that I welcome anything that helps me practice my debating and learn something because it helps me it really 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 helps me okay thanks for listening and I'll be back next week bye